Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello and welcome to Engage for Success Radio. Um, my name is Jo Moffitt and I'm one of the regular hosts of today's show. Um, just to say we're having one or two uh, technical issues with our guests. Um, so bear with me one moment while we're just trying to we're, we're just trying to bring them in um, to to the show now. Uh, so here we have one. So that looks like we've got one of them with us. Bear with me. Hello. Bear with me. Good. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. You're live on air with Engage for Success. Who Who am I speaking with? Dr. Bob Nelson. Hello. Dr. Bob, hello, welcome, welcome to the show. I think you were having a little bit of trouble connecting. Yes. Yes. Not, not, sure not why. to worry. Not to worry. Uh, you're here now, which is which is the main thing. I was literally just welcoming our listeners, so um, I'm very pleased that you are here because I was I was filling time and not filling time terribly well. So, um, I, uh, are we <laughs> hoping to be joined by your colleague and co-author Mario? I I thought he was, but uh, we will see. I guess <laughs> we will see. Well, let's let's see. Let's let's see how we go. Um, it's a pleasure to have you with us. So, by way of um, introductions to you and to our listeners, um, today is a radio show number four hundred and forty-five uh, from Engage for Success, and today we're going to be talking about allowing employees to have more fun at work. And for those who are new listeners um, and aren't too familiar with who Engage with Success are, we are a not-for-profit movement and we're the UK's leading voice on the topic of employee engagement. Uh, we're raising awareness and running events through our area networks, both around the country in the UK, but also globally through virtual media as well. Um, and also we have topic and sector-specific thought and action groups who are developing research, publishing case studies, and, and primarily shining a light on great practice. Uh, you can visit us at engageforsuccess.org to learn more, uh, where you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter to be, to be kept in the loop of everything that we're doing, including our weekly radio shows. Um, and I'm one of the co-hosts. Um, my name's Joe Moffitt. I'm MD and founder of Woodread. And as with everyone who's involved in Engage for Success, we are all volunteers. So we all do what we do for the movement alongside our day job. And as managing director and founder of Woodread, uh, which is a specialist creative agency, um, I'm involved in using the tools, the techniques, and the insight-led approach of the advertising and marketing world to help our clients create great places to work, high-performing cultures of engaged employees. So today's special guest is Dr. Bob Nelson, um, known as Dr. Bob. Uh, so, so welcome to, to you, and um, he is co-author of Work Made Fun Gets Done, uh, which promises easy ways to boost energy, morale, and results, and we're going to be exploring that topic uh, a little bit more over the next half an hour. Um, and I've yep. just had a week's holiday, so I'm very keen for the topic of the first show that I'm hosting since I got back to be all about fun, so uh, it's very timely, Dr. Bob. Uh, so can we start off, um, just tell us a little bit about your, about your background, and I know you've, you've authored a lot of books in your time, haven't you? Yes, in, in fact, the, the previous one to this, this book I authored is um, 
probably even more on target for your your uh, program. It's a thousand and one ways to engage employees. Right. Uh, but okay. They, um, all my books kind of speak to the same cut of the cloth mm-hmm. of how to get a better better involvement, engagement, uh, performance from employees, uh, make them more happy so that they stay working longer at a higher level. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. my whole career has been kind of devoted to that that topic. And each each book is um, a different piece of the puzzle. Piece of the puzzle that all all fits together to 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 provide the evidence and share share examples. And I think we're going to be we're going to be talking about some of those examples um, during the course of uh, today's show, aren't we? So. Um, lovely. So, have you? What, what's your background? I know you, you you've got a PhD, haven't you? And you're you're president of Nelson Motivation. Um, have you always worked yes. in this sector? Uh, yes, actually, I I worked for several corporations in human resources, mm-hmm. and after I got my MBA, and then I I um, got a my PhD in um, the topic of human behavior. My MBA was on organizational organizational development. And uh-huh. so I've, I've kind of uh, always pointed in this direction to to uh, been fascinated by what motivates people and how you can mm-hmm. impact that equation. Um, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of organizations think that money is the, the end-all answer, and that's a, a piece of it, but it's not the, not the end-all. In fact, it's not even... Uh, the, the highest motivator I, I find from my research that, for example, the younger generation, the millennials mm-hmm. um, and Gen, Gen Z, that 88% say uh, money is not their top motivator. <clears throat> In fact, yeah. 78% say they would work harder if challenged. <laughs> not, not if you pay me more, I'll work harder, but if you, if you challenge me and, you, you know, you, yeah. You, uh, we're in it together. We have a discussion. You involve me. You, you uh, ask me uh, for my ideas and suggestions. Ninety-two percent of employees today say they'd like to be asked for their their ideas and input. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they have a good one, give them permission to pursue it. Who's going to have yeah. more, more energy for an idea than the person that came up with it, right? And, yeah, absolutely. And 80, 89% of today's employees say they they want would like to be involved in decisions where they work, especially those decisions that impact the job that they're they're supposed to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, yep. kind of common sense. Why not ask them what they think? And and even if you're the the boss and you say, well, I've got to make the decisions. I'm being paid for that. You you could say, I, I know it'll be a better decision if I get your input. That's why I want to know what you think. You're closer to the, the job and maybe the customer, and, and uh, it will be a, a better decision, and it will be easier to implement if you've yeah. gotten people's input. Absolutely. So, no, or, I, I, couldn't, or, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's in, it's interesting. One of the – at Engage for Success, the sort of initial research that, that was – on which this movement was founded um, looked at organizations with highly engaged workforces and identified four – what we call what we call the four enablers of engagement, and, and one of those, those sort of four common traits that organisations with highly engaged workforces share, and one of those is 
we call employee voice. And um, people often think that that means doing a survey every year or even, you know, a quarterly pulse survey or something. But it's so much more than that, isn't it? It is about yes. saying that the, the answers to your business challenges more often than not rest in the hands of your people. They've got the ideas that people who are working at the front line are the ones who can make recommendations and suggestions as to how processes can be improved and all, all that kind of thing. So, yeah. Absolutely. What are, what are your three other you. points? Um, the, 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 so the first one is around having, and this plays to your point about millennials uh, actually wanting to sort of um, uh, be, be engaged with the direction of the organization. So the first one is around having a strong strategic narrative or being able to tell a good story about where the organization has come from and where it's going. So it's all around purpose and having a leadership team who can articulate that purpose effectively. Uh, the second one is the role of the line manager. Um, so being able to sort of coach and stretch and encourage rather than micromanage. The third one is, is around employee voice, as I say. And then the fourth one is around organizational integrity, which, which means that your values are not just words on a poster on a wall, but they are actively lived on a day-to-day basis by everyone from the most senior leaders to the, to the newest recruits, basically. Um, so Excellent. I'm sure there's a huge amount of synergy with the kind of stuff that you're that you're talking about. So let's let's talk about yes. fun because you know it's 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 one of those things, isn't it, that people can, people can get quite sniffy about and sort of say, well, you know, work isn't about having fun. But let let's I want to I I, yes. I want to hear why it matters. But, but well, or to take... before we talk about why it matters is what, what what have you seen much change over the last two years because of the pandemic? Has that changed people's views about fun? You know, has that has it become more important, less important? Uh, well, I think. Well, I guess I, since I wrote a book on it, I'd have to say more important. But I, I think <laughs> the we wrote this book before the pandemic was was expected, yeah. so uh, mm. it was already uh, kind of a tough tough sell topic because. You know, uh, you know the typical executive or company owner would say, "Well, here's an idea: let people have fun on the weekend. I don't expect I'm paying them to to work." You know, and so yeah, exactly. It's, uh, already so was the, very dis- dismissive. And, yeah, so yeah. And then, and then with the, the pandemic, it's like, well, we don't have time for that. Look, we, we, are you kidding me? You know, all hands yeah. on deck. We're in crisis. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. Put, just, put the just fun, made, put made the it more until afterwards. Yeah. So, so how yeah, exactly. do you how do you convince them then, um, Doctor Bob? What is what is the you know what is the argument? And and presumably, you know, they, clearly this was a, a, a rationale for writing the book in the first place, even before the pandemic reared its ugly head for us all. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the way I try to convince them is to say, well, we're not talking about fun instead of work. We're talking about fun embedded in work so how you mm-hmm. how you thank people when they do a good job which is critical critical mm-hmm. uh for people to be motivated how how you celebrate successes of mm-hmm. the department or the company how you involve people which we were talking about how you how you handle for example uh, mistakes when they're made because mistakes mm-hmm. get made all the time and you can embarrass the person you can you can, in front of their peers you can you know they probably already know they made a mistake. You can make them feel worse for <laughs> something they yeah. did wrong, or or you could take a 
you could take a, a breath and say, you know, I sure would have done it the same way, but what did you learn from that? And mm-hmm. focus on the long-term relationship of that individual employee instead of the momentary ego of you being right and catching them doing something wrong, and and uh, which it tends to be often the tendency to prove yeah. that as a manager, you're the smartest person in the room, and here you messed up here and, and there, and customer complained about this. You could do all that, mm-hmm. but what's it going to gain you? You know, you're gonna, I mean, you kind of you could drive a wedge. You're gonna drive the person out of out of the organization, which was a lot of that happened. Um, yes, is happening now in the Great yes. Resignation. So you know, yeah, well, so, of course, uh, just yeah. on that uh, on that note, Bill Gates, uh, former chairman of Microsoft, he once said, "You can tell about a lot about the long term viability of any organization." simply by looking at how they handle mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because if you embarrass people, you know, then they won't make that mistake again, but what you lose uh, from them, you know, they're, uh, you may never get back. But they're going to hit it just a little less hard. They could be less motivated, and um, such is the case. So instead, you know, what you can, you can do to learn from mistakes and look at the silver lining it's going to be a lot more beneficial for that relationship and for really for everyone because we all can learn from the mistake. And that's a, yeah. great, a great mistake. Actually, my, my co-author, Mario, uh, he, he uh, uh, worked for me and he, uh, we, were, we were in product development for a company and he, uh, one of his first projects, he made a uh, mistake it turned out it was, and he was kind of, he kind of thought he might be fired, you know, it was like a yeah. ten thousand dollar mistake, and and he okay, so brought it was, a, it was an expensive mistake. <laughs> yeah, and and I and I said, well, you know, <laughs> mistakes happen. What what did you? I bet I said, you, I bet you'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> no, I won't. And he never did. And and that uh, yeah. that that voting with the person over the the issue. Um, so you know we we you know we we did lose some money, but uh, in terms of it being a, a a learning point, a training, it was worth the money because he mm. had a, he went forward with uh, greater diligence in things that maybe he didn't wasn't looking at before. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, so it goes. So it goes. Yeah. Do you, are you are you working for as you mentioned a, a micromanager or someone that is really on your side? helping you uh, win and be your best mm. and has your best interest at heart, at heart uh, yeah. for today and, and tomorrow. Okay. I mean, so, we share so that through how, our, our behaviors on a day-to-day basis. Right. Yeah, 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 definitely. So how, how do you define fun? I mean, you know, it sounds quite like, quite, like quite a broad church from what you're talking about there. How would you, how yeah. would you define it? <laughs> Yes, actually, that and that's kind of funny because that was actually one one of the uh, my biggest learnings in the project. Because if you had asked me before I started this project, how do you define fun? I go, well, that's easy. It's when it's when you're laughing, you're having fun. You know what? what yeah. You know, but but if you ask my my uh, wife, uh, what's fun for her at uh, involving her work, she would see, and I did, I have, and she says, well, fun is when you get home. After a day at work and you got a lot done, that was a fun day. 
Mm-hmm. Know, really? <laughs> it just, and, and, and as it turned out, every person that we interviewed for this book, and we, we, did, uh, we collected thousands of, of examples and hundreds of interviews, mm-hmm. uh, no two people define fun the same way. Really? It really okay. surprised me. But it, it really encouraged me, too, because that means if it has a very broad definition, then here's an idea. This is something I think is fun today in our, in our work team meeting, and then next week we'll do something you think is fun. You know? Yes. And then it, and when it you were, a topic doing, for everybody. Yeah, sure. So when you were doing your research, that was when you were also uncovering the examples and the stories uh, that, that I'll be asking you to share some with us. Is that right? Is that where they all came from? Yes. Yes, yes it yes. came from okay. interviews. We, we surveyed clients, and then mm-hmm. we, we did uh, secondary research in, in published uh, you know, examples and articles. So sure. w- once we got a, a clear focus of what we we're looking for, uh, and we came up with, I think it was about uh, 17 different categories of mm-hmm. fun, that examples mm-hmm. fell into, and so as we looked for those, um, we, it, it was a very diverse mix, and and that's okay. that's part of the the value I, I see in in the books I do anyway. I always um, use real examples with specifics, and why did someone do it, and what happened, and what resulted, you know, mm, um, mm. and, and maybe maybe a quote from them, but it's it's they had they had this problem, they tried this, and then it uh, it worked better, or maybe maybe it okay. worked worse, and they learned from from example it went bad, you know, but yeah, um, so that's what I'd like part, you to share with me, share us share with us some of those in, in a moment, but but um, before we get to that, um, whose whose responsibility is it to make work fun is it is it the individual is it the manager is it the senior leadership where where does the where does the sort of responsibility for creating that kind of culture lie do you think i i feel it lies with every employee because mm-hmm. otherwise you 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 sit around and you wait for someone else to do something why does my manager do something or or you know you say our, our executive is never going to allow us to do something fun, you know. And so mm-hmm, then you're kind mm-hmm. of dead in the water you, before you even get going. So instead, if if think about how they can bring fun into the work they're doing right now, and if they're working with others, how they can bring fun into into that setting, in that in that meeting, or that that mm-hmm. conversation, or that task, you know, mm-hmm. um, then then you're you're in the game, and then you can experiment. And you can uh, leverage, you know, if, you, if something works, you can repeat it. If you could, uh, again, involve someone else and see what they would like to do, that would be fun to them. So, so a simple, take a simple example. Like mm-hmm. in, um, in the book, we had a, a CEO uh, interviewed. He, he said, well, a couple times a year we tried to do a, a company event for, for morale and, and to have, you know, for teamwork and to build a team. So... Um, and he said that, uh, and I, I decided what we're going to do, and no matter what we we do, it never seems to work very well. People complain that <laughs> the timing's wrong, the the what I thought would be fun, they didn't think was fun, and and, uh-huh. and this guy did it a number of years, and then he he had another executive, you know, give it a try, and he had the same results, and so he's kind of stuck, and so he he did something he never did before. He 
he asked the younger person in the organization, would they like to take it on? And, right. and yes, they would, actually. And they, they use social media tools to survey people what they'd be interested in and then, then a calendar to find the best timing. And they ended mm-hmm. up by uh, – he came up with a list of like three or four things and, and the CEO got to, you know, uh, review them for veto power, but they're all pretty good. And, and they ended up doing something that they'd never done before, and people loved it. It was great. Right. Did, uh, it, it turned out it was a um, one of these things where you go to a, a medieval show, and they have a they have a show, and they they serve drumsticks, uh, you know, uh, turkey legs uh, rather, and uh, yeah, uh, it was, and people are dressed up, and the kids loved it, families loved it, everyone loved it, and and so you know. Uh, so now, wow, <laughs> you could either do that again or you could have that person come up with another one that did a great job. And, and, that, and then that variety keeps it fresh. And uh, otherwise you're kind of, you know, if it's, not, if it's not your cup of tea, don't force it back up and, and have someone else try it. So I yeah. thought that was a, yeah. a, good, a good approach on, on the topic that, that uh, they had a – he knew that there was some benefit – Maybe maybe he couldn't quantify it, but he, you know companies need to do stuff like this. And and uh, yeah. now now what what we did in the book is we 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 took it out of that uh, fuzzy notion of well this is a positive thing you should do it, and we actually did research. We we looked at the uh, best places to work in America research. Mm-hmm. Fortune magazine publishes a list of 100 best companies to work for in America each year, and we yeah. looked at their data. And we found that for those, those for employees that work at those companies that are on that list of best places to work in America, mm-hmm. 82% of employees that work for those companies say it's a fun place to work. And we right. compared that with the, the, the thousands of companies that applied for that award but didn't win. Mm-hmm. And in that case, it was only 60, 62% said that they work in a fun place. So that, that differential, that 20-point differential, is actually yeah. the largest in, in their research defining the best companies from the off-the-rands was the element okay. of fun. So suddenly, yeah. if you want to be a great place to work, um, you need to be a fun place to work. You it need goes to have hand in fun. hand. Yeah. And yeah. you said there were about 17, kind of a, you said that you, you kind of identified 17 different categories of Yes. Can you can you share some yes, of those with us? Yeah, absolutely. And and the book has uh, specifically over 400 specific examples that we Goodness. we collected from from okay. different different individuals and companies. But we have uh, four broad categories that mm-hmm. uh, four four sections of the book. And the first was on going back to your question. Fun has to start with with you. You can't. You can't sit around okay. and wait for someone else to make your job fun. You got, you got to make your own job fun. And, and so it starts with whatever task you're doing, what are some things to make it uh, lighter, easier. Um, you know, for example, a lot of people, most everyone has uh, some rote and rote routine and boring stuff they've got to do as part of their job. Mm. And it's just inherent in almost all, all jobs. There's some things that you don't, you know, expense reports, for example, or something like that. <laughs> and so that's yeah. uh, something you put off doing or, you know. And uh, if you've got a task like that, then make a game out of it. Set the, a timer for 20 minutes and see how fast you can finish it, you know, and dig in. Right. Would, would be okay. one example. 
or or I know uh, I know a woman that she just uh, very 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 simple, very minor, but it has an impact on on her. She she has her to do list, and we all have to do list things we're trying to get done each day. She labels her her to do list her fun list. It just kind of sets the tone as she gets to do this. She doesn't have to do this. She gets to do it, and people pay her to do it. <laughs> she enjoys what she's doing. And that, that's, that, that's, that's a simple thing. Uh, other strategies like that are, are people say, you know, they make a thing about when they finish something, they they will, uh, you know, crumple it up and throw it in the trash, and that's, that makes them feel good about that, having made that accomplishment. So there's lots of lots of little things there that, or, or, or you finish a task and you you uh, reward yourself. Yeah. And that could be yes. taking a break. It could be taking a walk. It could be um, uh, going and uh, it could be calling a friend. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, shopping online. But you do do something to reward yourself for having finished a, a task that was difficult or one you're putting off. So yeah. that, that's yeah. uh, a lot of examples along the individual things you can do, and then then we have if you're the the um, the leader of a group, you've got more ability to impact the agenda and what we're doing. So we have a whole section on on things the leaders could do, and then uh, mm-hmm. a section on a team-based oriented fun that mm-hmm. that we're all tend to work with uh, groups of people on different things and. For any, even if it's a temporary project, you know, you can set the rules for what, how we're going to work together, and that can include uh, ways we're going to have fun, such as how we're going to celebrate if you're successful. That's mm-hmm. a very simple thing to discuss. Hey, if this is a, quite a challenge that we're putting up for ourselves. If we if we get it done on the, on the timeline, uh, where are we going to do to celebrate? Well, yeah. that's a, you know, and come up with something that that's motivating to the whole team. And then uh, that's going to be an added incentive for doing the job on time or doing a, a good job. And then the final mm-hmm. uh, bucket that um, was one of the largest was things that you can do at an organizational level to um, right. institute, institute fun as an ongoing thing. So, for example, there, um, the president of Belmont College in Nashville, Tennessee, he did a year sabbatical that he, he – Visited and studied high-performing companies, and he came. He came back and he said one of the things that he realized with all these companies that he looked at was they were all fun places to work. And he said we need to have more fun here in our in our college. And so he he created a fun committee. He took volunteers. He gave them a you know uh, gave them leeway to come up with things that that are, are fun when when uh, morales are morale is low for example or when we mm-hmm. have uh, things to celebrate do a, a campus-wide celebration what can we do to have fun and uh, they loved it and so, so by making that one step of creating a formal committee uh, to focus on fun, they were constantly bro- fun. <laughs> brainstorming ideas and they prioritize and off they went yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, I mean, they, do people not? I'm being devil's advocate here. Okay, Bob. So, but do people feel a little bit of kind of compulsory fun or enforced fun is the kind of kiss of death sometimes, though, isn't it? Well, yes, yes. You can't you can't force fun on someone, and that's you know. Uh, I worked at a company that 
we're the CEOs. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do something fun together. We're gonna all go out golfing together. And, mm-hmm. and for him, that was fun because he you know golfs a couple times a week. Yeah. For most everyone else, it was they were terrorstruck. You know, it's like well, yeah. I'm, I'm a lousy golfer. I never golf. I'm, I'm gonna look like a, a fool. I don't know what to wear. I don't have the equipment. And yeah, and how can yeah. I get out of this? You know. And so yeah. uh Absolutely. now now as as it turned out, uh that that CEO he he uh made it a more engaging activity so instead of a big competition everyone against each other that, that everyone worked in teams and so they did what's called a scramble where everyone would hit the ball and then you you play the best ball that was hit. And so then oh, you okay. got strategized as a, as a group on well who's better at putting and who's better at driving and and each hole you. you had to use yeah. one of every everybody had a shot at each hole that had to be used so all of a sudden right. it changed the the nature of the game and now it was more of a team effort uh, yeah so that that made it more fun because they're really That's doing things for allow people to get get to know each other better. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, now, listen, wins, you know. <laughs> absolutely, change the dynamic, really. So we've got we've got less than a minute left, um, Doctor Bob. I'm afraid these calls, all these shows, always fly by. So a really <laughs> quick, really quick point in closing. I mean, you were you were saying there's lots and lots of examples in your book. Um, so let's just give you the chance to give it a quick plug at the end. How do people get hold of your book? Well, they have it. Um wherever books are sold or you can order it from my uh, my uh, website has a uh, online store um, mm-hmm. my website's www.drbobnelson.com that's d r b o b n e l s o n.com so we've got that in all my books in fact at discounted prices on on the website but okay. uh, you know it's it's a I'll just uh, end with one other uh, simple example, because so many people have been working, you know, from home or remotely, and then continue to do so uh, yes. even now. And so next time you have a Zoom call, you could go around uh, before you dig into the agenda. Just go around the group and say, before we start our, our meeting, I'd like to just as I call every each person's name in our, our work team here, I'd like everyone else to call out what they most value about working with that person. I call okay. it the praise barrage. And okay. It only takes you, you know, go around your group and maybe it, it took 10 minutes to do that, but everyone then now has gotten positive feedback from those people they work with. It's going to make them feel better. It's going to make the team uh, a more cohesive unit. And whatever mm-hmm. people have been called out for, I guarantee they will do more of that because what gets recognized gets repeated. Get so repeated. that's a, a simple simple one that any okay. anyone can do, and even if you're working online or on Zoom all the Lovely. time. Lovely. Okay, we're going to get cut off now, I'm afraid, Dr. Bob. So thank okay. you to Dr. Bob Nelson, author of Work Made Fun Gets Done, uh, for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Engage with Success Radio. And don't forget, you can download or stream any of the great shows from our archive by visiting engagewithsuccess.org. Similarly, if you want to get involved in the movement as a volunteer, uh, we'd love to hear from you there as well. So thank you very much, Dr. Bob. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.